God bless you all this morning. We got a few announcements, names to greet this morning, so we'll make those known. Uh, this morning we have our brother Elliot, our sister Sarah Adamora's father, with us this morning. Um, if you could stand, he's here with our brother Benny Perry this morning. If you could stand, brother Benny. Amen. God bless you this morning. Amen. We also have our sister Yolene uh, Kohlenbrunner from. Switzerland here this morning. We stand you, you this morning. Amen. Amen. Also, we have our brother Stan, our sister Monique's husband with us this morning. If you could stand. Amen. God bless you this morning. Amen. We have uh, three baptisms this morning. Amen. Glory. Uh, from camp, our, our uh, brother Ryan, our sister Linda's brother, our sister Michaela Roy, and our brother David Nowakowski. Amen. God bless you guys this morning. Amen. Let's stand and sing. It was a great thing that he did for me. Oh, the Lord has brought me.
Father, I see that you were drawing a line in the sand, and I want to be standing on your side, holding your hand, let your kingdom come, let it live in me, got a few prayer requests. Our sister Violet Laws has a prayer request for her grandson Ezekiel, who's uh, just battling his sickness. Also, our sister Peggy Kirkpatrick from Missouri is requesting prayer for healing. And we want to keep remembering our sister Monique. Her, the doctors are wanting to get her stable so that she can return back to Belgium. So we just remember these dire needs this morning. If you got a need, just lift it before the Lord. As the brothers come with the morning offering, let's just sing this course one more time just worship give worship to the lord amen oh let the worshipers arise let the sun Father, Lord, as I was singing this song, it was a great thing. Lord, that day at Calvary, Lord, it was a great thing, Lord, as you hung on the cross. Lord, you paid the price of deliverance, paid the price of healing. 
Lord, you paid the price, Lord, that would release all the bonds that would grip, Lord, mankind if they would just accept the propitiation, Lord, that you paid. Lord, I thought this morning, as, Lord, we have, Lord, your children going to the waters of baptism, it was a great thing on Calvary, Lord, for they recognize that there is indeed a Savior that could come and break the bonds of sin. Lord, we give you glory this morning that we could come, Lord, to this this resurrection day in remembrance of that moment, Lord, not just the dying on Calvary, but Lord, that you rose from a tomb. Lord, they put a stone across the doorway. Lord, surely Satan thinking, Lord, that you were buried in the heart of the earth. But Lord, three days later, you rose from the grave, proving that you are indeed the great I am. Lord Jesus, we need the, the, the attributes, Lord, of Jehovah Rapha this morning. Lord, you paid the price. You received the stripes. Lord, as Sister Monique is laying in a bed, Lord, in a coma, Lord, you didn't receive those stripes in vain. So, Lord, we're just calling upon your name this morning. Lord, that you would meet her need. Lord, but her stand is here. His faith, Lord, anchored in a word of God. Lord, that is not, Lord, it's not, Lord, willy-nilly or, Lord, just fades away. But, Lord, it's an anchor. It's a sure rock, oh God. Lord, so we're not faltering in our faith. May, oh God, it raise up this morning. Lord, hearing, Lord, even little, Lord, will take even the little steps, Lord. The little crumb or the little grain of sand that would fall off the mountain. As, Lord, her, her, her stability, Lord, is coming. Would you bring it to a place? Lord, not that she would just be able to go home in, a, in an airplane, Lord, a medical plane to Belgium. But that she could raise from the bed and walk on a plane to Belgium. Lord, that's the mighty God we serve. Lord, of the needs of our sister Violet's grandson, Ezekiel, as we've prayed many times, Lord, he's come out of a hospital. He also was in a bed, Lord, looking, Lord, that he wouldn't make it out the doors. But, Lord, he did, and he's in need again. So the same God that brought him out of a hospital, would you come and heal him of this sepsis, Lord? Remove the inflammation, we pray. Lord, all the needs in our body this morning. Lord, many, Lord, maybe not feeling well. Lord, we pray you touch him. But Lord, we're so thankful for more than the healing of the body, but the healing of the soul. Lord, would your word come forth this morning. Brother Tom, Lord, carrying a burden on the soul. Lord, may he deliver it. Getting out of the way that he could, Lord, reach, Lord, through his vessel, you could reach the souls of your people. We come to praise you. May we not hesitate. May we not step back. May we set the weak aside and just worship the King of glory this morning. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 May I have your seats this morning. Just as our brother Tom comes, could be seeing, giving my life away, giving my life away. We do have two quick announcements. Um, We're having an information evening at the school on estate planning next week on Friday the 3rd at 7 p.m. Also, Canadian donation receipts are available at the office immediately after the service and throughout the weekend. Amen. Just as Brother Tom comes, just to sing this song. Amen. Oh, I've seen a vision harsh and sweet
Ben, if you wouldn't mind, Brother Jean, would you mind coming forward, please? We've been waiting quite some time. Brother Jean has felt a, a call in his life. We can recognize that as an assembly. And this morning he is desiring to be ordained. And um, with the snow that was falling on my, I told the brothers in the back room, Brother Jean, I said, um, if nobody showed up at church, I was because this has been three delays. And we're very proud and, and thankful for a life well lived, lived out before the assembly, lived out before the young people, a lovely couple, and wanting to give their lives as we, the song was being sung away. Brother Branham, he took an ordination service and he, he says, now we want to show our fellowship with him. Or we want to stand with Brother Jean. He didn't say Jean, I say Jean. In his trial, isn't that a nice way to start out with an ordination? In his trial, to rejoice with him in the victory we are here as soldiers together. So as pastor of this tabernacle, I lay my hands on him in the name of Jesus Christ that you will bless our brother, make him alive in the spirit, fill him with power to preach the gospel, that you will bless our brother, make him alive, give him signs and wonders to follow his ministry. And may he be an instrument in your hand consecrated to you. This is his prayer, Brother Jean. Granted, Lord, that our faith in our brother, our confidence and faith in you, that you will answer our prayer. For this is a great needy hour of brothers in the ministry. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we send him out. I listed a few of Brother Jean's uh, services, and I'm sure we can say that we've all been blessed and impacted. You know, a lot of people, Brother Bram said, a lot of people can, can minister. And he said in one message I was going through the other day, ministers that shouldn't be ministering. And that's probably the strongest I've heard in a long time from Brother Branham on that point. But then when it's God called men, the word of God is not something that is put together or formulated in the mind, but it's out of the burden of a heart. Brother Jean, you preach the man at the well. Principles of faith. I thought you were going to go on forever, but that's okay. Brother Bram loved Joe Bonashi for a long time. <laughs> Each one was special. You've come to the Supreme Court. The word is controversial. I think all of us can go back in our minds and see that God has punctuated the word of God that has come out of your life and your ministry. Isaiah 6 and 3 says, And one cried unto another, crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord host. The whole earth is full of glory, of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. 
and the house was filled with smoke. And then I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs of off the altar, laid it on my mouth, and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, thine iniquity is taken away, thy sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who shall go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Brother John, that has a very, very special note for me because that was the time that we prayed here at the altar and I believe the Holy Spirit was confirming into your life that God was going to use you. Brother Timothy in the scripture says, 2 Timothy 1 and 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on hands. We do not lay hands that gifts come. We are recognizing that the gift is already there. And we're just confirming that gift and praying with a, a young man who desires to be used of God. But Abraham said at this one point, we do not believe that gifts come by laying on of hands. We believe that laying on of hands is a sanction to what we've already seen. Can the church say amen to that? Then we will lay hands on our brother Jean, the ministers, if you wouldn't mind standing around brother Jean. Remember, stir up the gift. Stir up the fire which is in you. And they seen this in Timothy and therefore the elders laid hands on him and ordained him. So Sister Angelica, if you mind just stepping back a bit and then we will pray with you. Please, brethren. So we do not impart spiritual gifts. We only recognize them. We lay hands on them to sanction them and we believe then God has done this for the people. God is raising up ministry for the people, for the body. And for that now, we want to give God all the glory. And the brothers will lay hands on our brother Jean. And by the grace of God, God will use them in a very special way. Let's bow our heads. Wonderful Savior. Your prophet ministered the word of God, proclaiming God called men. That's all we desire. We don't want church called men. We want God called men. And Lord, these brethren stand here as witness, as I do, Lord, that you have indeed endowed him with a great gift within his vessel. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will use him in a mighty way. Lord, you even said in your word that the harvest is white. Lord, but there's few to go. 
But Lord, I know Brother Jean's heart is to you be used of God, be anointed from on high, and to be direct, directed by the Holy Spirit himself. And so, Lord, as Brother Michael, Brother Murphy, Brother Tim, myself, we stand here, the assembly recognizing the gift of God in him. Lord God, I pray that you'll anoint him in a special way. Lord, that when he stands behind the sacred desk, Lord, that that gift would operate, that we will marvel and truly see the glory of Almighty God. Father God, I pray that you will be his guide, you'll be his great shepherd, that you will lead him every step of the way. We do not know what the future holds. Lord, I just pray that you'll use him for the kingdom. In whatever manner you have called him, I pray, God, that you'll anoint him for service. We commit him to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We love him and pray, God, that your glory rests upon him and that you will use him to further the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sister Angelica, the prophet said when he calls a man, he calls his wife. And so thus we will pray with you because you're going to need it. And God give you wisdom to stand with your husband. Heavenly Father, we stand here, Lord, to just bless our sister Angelica. Lord, call a man, you'll call the wife. And I just pray, Lord, in situations, Lord, she would even marvel in herself of the words that would proceed out of her lips. There'll be other mothers, Lord, that will need some guidance. And Lord, I just pray as a, a now a wife of a minister, I pray, God, that you'll give her, Lord, words that come from the very throne of grace. Comforting words, Lord. Strengthening words. Helping, Lord, those that will raise their children in the home. And God, that you could give, Lord, words of wisdom and comfort to those that she will be speaking to as mothers, Lord. I just pray that this, this couple will go like Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. May Papa God himself watch over this couple and use them for the glory of God, we ask. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen, Brother John. God bless you and use you. special this morning from our uh, Lamb family as they come. This is seeing uh, slipped my mind. How great is our God? The splendor of a
This body is a temple, a place where Jesus dwells. He paid. like an old song we used to sing some folks are building hopes down here and planning ahead well God bless you thank you Lamb family looks like we have another trio on the, on the, in the making well God bless you this morning nice to see you here those that have gone through sleek and hail snow and storm 
We made it to the house of the Lord. I was up early this morning and it was snowing and it was two feet off my balcony or out my office window. And I go, oh man, no way. This can't be happening. Yes. <laughs> then I thought of Jean. No, I said, we got to be at church. And then I thought of the baptism. We got to be at church. Then I thought of preaching. Yes, we must be at church. So let's stand. Let's stand. That, how do you want to help me out, Mike, on that? I speak Jesus.
heads in a word of prayer. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we thank you, God, for your saving grace, your mercy that has been so wonderfully poured out upon your bride. Lord, we will shout the name of Jesus. We'll proclaim that holy name. Lord, it's the name above all names. It's the glorious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, as we have often prayed or read, that when that name was first spoken, there was a baby that had not moved. But at that name, a baby moved and was filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe there's somebody dead this morning in sin and trespasses. But at the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that you would come into their lives. Fill them with the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, we're not interested, Lord, in just coming to church. We're interested, Lord, in having an encounter with God. So many people put church Sunday morning in their minds as a space of time. But we have come to meet with eternity this morning. To sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Lord, we don't want to lower coming to church as just a structure of mankind. But we've come to meet with you, the living God. So, Father, I'm asking that you will take the word, break it to us, Lord. Strengthen your people, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. If you wouldn't mind turning into the scriptures at this time, I'd like to read Philippians chapter 314, something very familiar. Nice to see Brother Benny Perry, Brother Benny, and I have known each other for a while. We've preached in England together a number of times. Surprises me in the back. He did text me, and I said, well, you know, Brother Penny, it'd be, uh, you know, maybe there's another time that we can be prepared. But no, sir, he drove it, and he's here from South Carolina. So he cannot say he brought the sunshine, <laughs> but he brought his lick of fire. Nice to have you, Brother Perry. God bless you, Pastor, in South Carolina. God bless you. I like to read Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. Most, most people probably can quote this from heart. And, and so sometimes, so few sometimes do it. And yet it's, it's declared in the scripture. As Paul said, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's read it together, please. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's turn to Matthew, it's gospel, chapter 1. Matthew, chapter 1. If I asked you what was the greatest prize that could ever be given by man, to man, that prize would be our Lord Jesus Christ. And so now we're going to preach upon this lovely Lord, about this lovely Lord Jesus. And the Bible says here in verse 20, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, 
for that which is conceived in her is of the Father. But no, it doesn't read that, does it? My Bible doesn't. If you did, it does, throw your Bible away. If you happen to see that, please just throw it in the garbage. I'll buy you a new Bible. No, it does not say that. It said, take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name. Notice how capitalized it is. Very important. His name shall be called what? Jesus. Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be, shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, what a subject. Lord, it's unfathomable to even think that we could even cover the subject because you are eternal. You are marvelous to behold. You are glorious, Lord. And so, Father, as we come before your throne of grace, we've read your word. We pray that the author of that word would inspire speaker, inspire hearer, Lord, and draw us closer to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. I'd like you to take a look at, as you just turned the page, and I would encourage you, if you don't have a Bible, to get a Bible. I feel absolutely naked without one. And I know that sounds weird, but it is weird. I've gone out of the house without my Bible, thinking that I've got my Bible, and I had to run back to get my Bible. I'm on, I just got myself a new Bible. I've worn out, I think this is my sixth or seventh Bible. And it's a good thing to have. I've, uh, Ken and Linda bought my first Bible in 1975. I've not changed that Bible. And I've changed maybe the structure of it. They, had, they made a study Bible where you could write notes into it. But by the, I tried using another Bible like Thompson Chain or, you know, Schofield. I did do that. And I fumbled around all service. Because I know in the right-hand corner, the left-hand side is certain scripture. Because you've read and read and you've read, but you might not know exactly that scripture. So you need to, you need to be very comfortable having your Bible. I, I know um, I don't have on me. If I had one, I'd show you my phone. I was in with the, um, Brother Murphy and I were in with uh, Pastor Shun in, in China. And he's, he's, uh, he's pastor over, I think, 120 million people. Has, a, has over 80,000 churches. And we were uh, trying to see if we could get the Chinese King James Version Bible into their churches. And we were talking. He said, what do you think the need of the Bible is? He says, I, he says that, you know, you see the young people today, they take out their phones. And he says, that troubles me. And I said, well, if that, it troubles me. 
And you say, well, you're just old-fashioned. Are you going to drive a Model T Ford now, or what are you going to do? No, there's just something about the printed page. I, you know, I don't hear the rustling on the phone. I might hear the squeak, squeak, squeak. But when you turn those pages, it's always nice. And so it's, it's, not, it's just an encouragement, not an admonishment. Yet I'll make it an admonishment, and then you can take it as an encouragement. Bibles are important. It should be one of your best friends. I looked at my old one the other day, and I said, well, i got to put you up. And I got my new Bible sitting on my desk, and I said, no, i got to go to my old Bible. <laughs> There's so many notes and highlights and thoughts and scriptures in there, and I thought, how am I going to transfer these notes? But I just pray that it would not be just notes and scriptures and highlights. It will be something that God has noted in my heart and highlighted in my heart that it is something special to us all. So the Bible reads here in Matthew 1 and 25, And knew her not till she brought forth her firstborn son, and they called his name. Notice again, it's in capitals, Jesus. So I, 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 I have been speaking on Abba, Father, over the last service, and, and I thought, well, I want to continue on to Abba, Father, part two. But I'd like to take you on a little bit of a thought because there's only one God. There's not three gods. There's not two gods. And my father's name is Jesus. We will, we will go through this in scripture. And it needs to be taught. The word of God has to be nurtured within you. It's not just say, like people say, well, we believe the message we're going in the rapture. Please understand it. If I have failed you in any way, this message that God has given us through a mouth of a prophet is a message of Jesus Christ. And he said, this message is Christ. So if it's Christ, saints of God, it's a message to unveil this great one that we love. If you're not reading your Bible, there's something wrong. If you're not reading the message, there's something wrong. You need to have a relationship with this Christ Jesus. Amen. Can I read you a quote out of Patmos' vision? He says, a great ones approaching. He's talking about in Revelation now. Great ones approaching the trumpet sounds. Somebody's coming. Coming. He looked. John looked. Hallelujah. The trumpet saying, I am Alpha, Omega, the first, the last. Not an announcement of a second party or a third party. The only party. I am both Alpha, Omega. Before I show you anything, I want to let you know who. The greatest of all revelations is the deity, the supreme deity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's a powerful statement, and I know the brothers have preached on it. I've preached on it over the years. But just in this context, I would like to take a look at it this morning. I am Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. He said, the greatest of all revelations is the deity, the supreme 
deity of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't get to first base. No wonder a prophet said, if you don't see Christ in every verse, read it again. You say, well, Brother Tom, are, is that an original thought that you had? I'll take that thought. That thought, I believe, comes from God himself. You can't get the first base until you believe. That's what Peter said, repent. Repent then and see. Can't you get just the first base? You've got to believe. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And I thought, how perfect. We're having three baptisms this morning. And we're going to talk about Jesus. The first thing you have to know is the deity of Christ. I'm Alpha, Omega. Now, I know you can sit back and say, well, I know that quote. Well, if you knew him, you'd be lost in thoughts already. You'd be, you'd be lost somewhere. He's Alpha. <laughs> you know, I love, anybody, uh, I, I know I, I've got a Nassau thing, Nassau, Nassau. And they've got that web, the new web, um, tel- James, James Webb Telescope. And they found now four ancient galaxies never known of man. They're reaching into the heavenlies, going farther than mankind has ever gone before, looking at galaxies that they didn't even know existed. Really? He's Alpha. He's Omega. And we look at these little stars that are around us at night and say, oh, isn't God one? He goes on forever and ever and ever. And he's Alpha and he's Omega. I am A to Z. There's no more but me. People say, I got a definitive revelation. You're a sick man. If you think that your gray matter can come to a definitive revelation of what God is, definitive meaning I got it all. Really? If you get him, you got it all. But it'll take eternities to know him. And people think it's just church. This prophet opened up universes. This prophet opened up the minds of sons and daughters of God to reach into heavenly places and to get lost in God. But God, as we said last week, when he created mankind, he wanted fellowship. He wants fellowship. But it it gets in the mind of mind that in the mind's man, mind of a man, that he's so great, how would he think of me? I don't know. I haven't even got that one yet. Outside of saying a word that was written in the Bible, I've been chosen, predestinated, elected of God. Do I understand it? I'm trying to. So you don't understand predestination? Well, come and talk to me in heaven and then we'll have a nice talk. The Bible's big. 
It's, and, and, and that is a silly statement, sorry. I'll take it back. It's bigger than big. And it's bigger than bigger and big. It's an unfolding forever and ever. He's A to Z. There's no more but me. I was at the beginning. I'll be at the end. I am he that was, which is, and shall come. Have we fried your head yet? I am the Almighty. Think of it. That's what the trumpet said. You must know who he is when you hear his voice. All right. That same voice that sounded on Mount Sinai. The same voice that sounded on Mount Transfiguration. The same one. One like unto the Son of Man. Amazing how he brings it down to the Son of Man. So he's A to Z. He's everything. So no wonder then Paul writes in Colossians 1, uh, uh, 3 and 17. Whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Ah, oh, you must be Bible readers. Hmm? What does the Bible say? Whatsoever you do, in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father by him. Amen. Amen. He's Alpha Omega. He's everything. To the church, in the way of a true prophet, to the church, we are journeying to a land of immortality. Oh, you thought you were coming to church this morning. We are journeying to a land of immortality. Not just clapping your hands. Jumping around, show up at the odd time, do whatever you want to do. I'll be here when I want to be here. Saints, this is a relationship with Almighty God where He said, I press towards that prize. Now to the church, we are journeying to a land of immortality. A land where there's no death. A land where death is raised up. We have a great Savior in our camp. Jesus means Jehovah Savior. Amen. Beloved, he crossed Jordan of death over into another land, has come back and brought the evidence that we live after death. So where is death at? It's under your feet. Death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? We give thanks to God and the Father 
of our Lord Jesus Christ praying always for you. Just laying a little foundation here. If you wouldn't mind turning to Ephesians 3, verse 14. I love that holy name, Jesus. Bible says in Ephesians 3 and 14, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is. What's your name? <laughs> oh, what a lovely name, the name of Jesus. Of whom some of the family, only nine-tenths that are sitting here, <laughs> 100%, if you've been born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, love the Lord Jesus, listen to what the Bible says, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now, I know some people brag about their names. You know, I'm, I'm not looking at anybody in particular. That's why I'm looking at these three brothers. That they, you know, I, I have never seen Brother Tim go, oh, I'm a dud. <laughs> <laughs> or Murphy Wong. Oh, I'm a Wong. Or Michael. Do you know who I am? I'm a Ray. <laughs> who did that? <laughs> But there are people that feel, uh, you know, their name is power. You've got the Rothschilds. Oh, my. Rothschild, the 99th. Ridiculous. <laughs> you know, they name it Rothschild, the third, or fourth, or fifth, or sixth. I thought, I'm Tom Ray of Jesus Christ, the gazillionth. Huh? So, you know... If, if, in fact, a natural man can get caught up in their name, can we get caught up in our name? Are you Mrs. Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Are you proud to be Mrs. Jesus Christ? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. You know, my dad's first name was Herbert. That was a funny name to me. Herbert. But he was never called Herbert. He was called Roy. Amen. <laughs> I never expected that. <laughs> you get a bonus point for that, Brother Roy. <laughs> so his name was Herbert Roy Ray. And I, and I thought, isn't that something, Herbert Roy Ray? And he always signed it Herbert Roy Ray, but he only called himself Roy. I said, what's that all about? You know? Because I, I guess we can identify with certain names. Herbert Roy Ray. Well, I read this article, and it was, I think, of William. 
William, I think I got his name here somewhere. Uh, William Arthur. Hey, I got into royalty. I'm talking about Prince William here. William Arthur Philip Louis or Louis. And no last name. They don't give them last names. But you know what they do at the end of their name? They write H-R-H. His Royal Highness. So now William is going to school. And just uh, we've got some school, high school students here. And of course, you know, there's earls and dukes and duchess and all those sort of things. Obviously, I never made it. And, uh, and of course, you know, everybody gets trumped by another name, right? I mean, if you're an earl, you get trumped by this, a duke, or a duke gets trumped by a prince, or and a prince. So anyways, they made it so that when you signed into your registrar of who you are, you could never say earl, duke, duchess, or anything else. You could only put your name down. But when William came to class... Nobody was going to tell him he could not put his royal highness behind his name. And I figured if a man under that anointing could do that, surely there's a people today that can put something behind their name and know that their name is no longer the son of Roy and Evelyn Ray, but I'm the son of the king. I'm his royal highness. <laughs> oh, doesn't that sound lovely? Don't go walking out here signing HRH. They'll put you in jail, I think. But can you imagine? He had the, uh, the fortitude or the determination to be identified with a name. And we got three young people that are going to the waters of baptism. They aren't ashamed to be identified with our Lord Jesus Christ. Not Father, not Son, not Holy Ghost, but our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of glory. Hallelujah. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto them that believe. Granted, Lord, tonight many things may be done. Send your Holy Spirit. Give the people faith. Something startles them, Lord. Let them realize the great presence that the Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus of the New. It's a mighty revelation that has come for me and you. So all that God was, that Satan tore at in the garden. Now let's take a little moment there because I think I covered it a little bit last time I spoke. Why do you think Satan is roaring the way he's roaring in economics? To break families up. He broke the first family up, and he's not content with just one family being broken. He is out to destroy your family. But God sent a message to put daddy in his place, Mummy in her place and children in their place. 
It's just true. Without this message, we would not know our positioning in Christ. So then from the beginning, he destroyed families. Get the high priest from reading his Bible. Listening to tapes, praying, coming to church. I will make economics so hard that you got to work your brains out that your children don't even know who you are. Well, don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about because it just about happened to me. Brother Ken and I and my, Brother Mike Hunt had a company full-time. And when you own a company, you never put in 40 hours. Full-time ministry. Full-time church. Full-time. And you know who loses out? Family. Family. Brother Brennan preaches a message for you and me. He says, first, God. Second, your family. Third, the body of Christ. But we get the body of Christ. Oh, we'll help the body of Christ. But our families get put aside. That's the devil. That was not from the thought of God. So now God sent a messenger to put families in order. Mother's in the kitchen. I know you don't like it, but I'll preach it anyway. Come on. I might get one amen. But mother's in the kitchen and daddy out working and children going to school, coming home, meeting mommy, having cookies and brownies. We had all the basketball team at our house because their mummies weren't home. They raided my kitchen. Thanks, Sam. We called Sam the vacuum cleaner. Sam would open up the cupboards when he came home from high school. And, he, I, and then the boys were talking about it the other day. It didn't matter what it was. Like, you know, I like to eat in order. Savory, sweet. Right? Sam, sweet, savory, sweet, savory, 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 sweet, sweet, sweet. But, you know, we had home and mommy was home. And, you know, we had food in the fridge by the grace of God. But when they left, we had none. But you know, you can run into them 20 years down the road. And you know what they remember? Coming into a kitchen, having a sandwich, having mommy in their place. Oh, I know it's tough, saints of God, but it's a miracle that even in this church, you got down one breadwinner. And I'm not putting out, listen, I, you know, people say, well, are you, are you against sisters working? No, I'm not against sisters working. If it's needful, it's needful. Uh, you know, don't over overcomplicate life. Now, I do not know how I got there. But where I got there. But Satan is out to destroy families. You know what? You can only live in one bed. Or I should live in one bed. You can sleep in one bed. As Brother Visco used to say, well, that house has got 20 bedrooms in it. They can only sleep in one bed. Why have 20? And so we are, we are out to accumulate because Laodicea says you can. 
Because you can put a lot of things on credit or buy it, and you can make money and all that thing. But where are your children? I use this analogy, and I don't know whether it was over the pulpit or not, but I'll use it anyways. If, I, if I'm repeating myself, I'm getting old. But one day, I lived, when Joanne and I lived in Cloverdale, we had, in those old-fashioned days, you used to have to take checks and take them to the bank and have to have a teller stamp it and everything like that, and we had some bills to be paid, and it's a Saturday, and I'm studying for Sunday, and, and anyway, she says, got to go down to the bank, and I said, okay, I'll get down to the bank. I got down to the bank. I ran to the bank, and as I was running through by this cafe, I, I, thought, I thought, oh, man, there's four brothers in there. I thought, that's, that's original. Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, because I'm trying to be first at the bank, get my thing stamped, and... I walked back into the thing and I said, hey, brothers, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're fellowshipping. I said, wasn't that great? Fellowshipping. Every one of them had children. I said, what are you fellowshipping about? Oh, the great things of God. I said, great. I said, can I throw something out at you? I said, what are your children doing while you're sitting here having coffee? And they said, well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then then, uh, then the question, I said, now, I'm, I'm just throwing this out. From you. I'm just throwing it out. Throwing it out. Don't get condemned here. Just throwing it out. The brother that's sitting across from you, what if he's not here 10 years from now? You spent all this time and your children have not had time with their father. Are we heading home yet? We can get so busy doing nothing and lose everything. Because daddies, you've got little girls that are going to need you. They're going to need your strength. They're going to need your wisdom. Because I'll tell you what, little Ricky's out there to destroy your little girl. And vice versa. There's a lot of Delilahs that want to get your boys. But God has come down. This message has come down. Our Heavenly Father has come down. Why? So that you and I could put our homes in order. Because he destro- it all started in the garden by disbelieving one word. Not a whole Bible and not a whole bunch of quotes and not a whole bunch of anything else. Just one word. And Brother Bram said, caused every ambulance, every aborted child, every adulterer, every fornication. One word. And God sent a message to restore the word back to us. People want to take it lightly. I do not take it lightly. I've given my life for this gospel and will continue to be spent for this gospel. We have young families. Your young children will grow up to be teenagers. When they get teenage years, they will get their own mind. And it will be called the battle of the buck. If you've got a son, it's the battle of the buck. You know what bucks do? Deer do? When he gets to get a few horns, he wants to take on the old stag. One brother came to me not too long ago. He said, you know, (laughs) we went to have an arm wrestle with my son. He said, I just about lost. And he was 12. (laughs) I said, then you better quit. Because if he can beat you in that, he thinks he can beat you in everything. I'm just giving you just some old stuff. 
It's a wonderful gift that God gives is a family. And you can look around this room, and daddies, you can look at your wives, mothers, look at your husbands, single sisters, look at your potentials. Mm -hmm. And brothers, too. You know, it always amazes me that everybody looks a field and forgets the forest that they're are living in. What do they say? Can't see the forest? Anyway, I'll let you figure that out. For the trees, that's right. God, in his greatness, has come down as a kind heavenly father to restore a people back to Eden again. And that is what we're pressing for, this prize. And I don't want to be a Laodicean. Somebody that just sits back and says, whatever will be, will be. I find that any man of God or any woman of God that got anywhere pressed the kingdom. I don't, you know, if you look up Suzanne Wesley and you can see all the children or whatever she had, she won her children by being on her knees, not on her phone. Oh, they didn't have phones in those days. Alexander Graham Bell hadn't been born yet. But I'll tell you what, having less is better than having too much. You say, oh, I like to try too much. Man, Joanne and I were on a trip, and, and we, came, we were at this little harbor, and this, this, this boat came in. I thought it, I thought it was actually a, um, a cruise ship. <clears throat> I looked at that thing. I said, honey, look at the size of that ship, how big it is. It, you, know those, you know those double tankers, you know, with gas? You know the big tankers? Double, you know, they're what a B-train, Right? Is that what they're called? I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, it looked smaller than a tinker toy beside it. And then when it parked, it opened up its wings. I think Ken, Ken Linda were there. Weren't, weren't you there, Ken? You, you remember that. That was the, Arab, the Arabs, some Arab's third wife or something. That was her payout or something. I don't know. She got this humongous boat. But let me ask you a question. Do you want the boat or Christ? Hmm? You say, oh, if I just had that, I'd be happy. No, you wouldn't. You ask Bill Gates, richest man on the earth. Ask him, is he happier than you? I doubt it. So we're always trying to attain to something that is just bags with holes in it when you can have the windows of heaven. A wife who loves you. Children adore you. Hallelujah. It's your choice. Give thanks to God. The Bible says, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks to God. And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, 
that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now then, unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all Tom asks. Can I want you to put your name there, Matthew. He can do exceeding abundant above all that Matthew would ask, think according, right, we're going to get to it now, according to the power According to the power that worketh in you. Well, we got God above us. And we call that Jehovah. And we say Jehovah of the old is Jesus of the new. And he was called Jesus. Jehovah's Savior. Who will save you from your sins. So then all that was in God, he poured into Jesus. But now we say, now I know, I know, I know you can give me an amen. All that was in God, glory to God. He's the Alpha Omega, the A to Z. Glory. But now he poured it into Jesus. Glory. He's my Savior. He's Jehovah's Savior. He's my Deliverer. He's my Redeemer. But now, all that was in him. I'm getting down to your address now. Come on, Brother Daniel, you're going to have to help me preach. All that was in God, he poured into Christ. All that was in Christ, he poured into a people. Not to be church members, but to be sons and daughters. To walk with our Father. Not just your thinking. Not just your understanding, but to the power that was in God is now in you. That's an incredible thought, isn't it, Phil? Isn't it? The same God who broke bread to 5,000 children plus women. So it was more than 5,000. And we wonder about this problem and this problem and this problem. you got to start exercising. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew who he was. Now does she know who she is? Don't get quiet there. You should have got a little louder on that one. Because when she realizes who she is, glory, when she realizes she's got God in her, then we will be gone. It's not about a story and about this and about that. It's all about God. All about God. But the Bram says now, that's that great person. That great person. Listen, I want to, oh no, okay, okay, let's get it down to, to now our, our, our living. This is, this is because I, I'm t I tear myself up. I don't need to tear anybody else up. I tear my, Tommy, you're so falling short. I know I believe this. Why, Lord God, make it real to me. 
Make this real to me. Make it real to me. Power to bind, power to loose. Make it real to me. We got people that need to be raised out of bed. Make it real to me. I've got the resurrection in me. Make it real to me. Don't make it a thought. Don't make it a sermon. Let it be a reality. Lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. Two or three agree touching any one thing. You shall have what you ask. God said that. Not your mind said that. God said that. God said that. We all liked it up in bowls, a bowl, and we all like it up in a little package. But the challenge is this Do you believe who you are? Do you believe Jesus called you? I can't imagine. Can't imagine when Jesus walked by. No followers, no nothing. He leaves, he, he, he walks into Jordan. John looks at him, sees the, sees the dove descend, comes out of there. Can you imagine? God being baptized by his prophet, coming out of the water. Hey, come here, Matthew. Follow me. Doesn't, if he said that to me, are you kidding me? But what was it in him that identified with the something in him? What was it in you, Mike, that identified with something in these people? What was it that identified you said, the message is nothing but the truth? And Satan, all he tries to do is like in the garden, water it down, water it down, water it down. But God had a plan. God had a plan. He was going to reveal himself. He was going to reveal himself through Moses. He was going to reveal himself through Abraham. He's going to reveal himself. And as God reveals himself, there's a purpose of him revealing himself. And if you read Exodus and you read, you read Genesis and you read the Bible, you say, that Melchizedek is our Melchizedek. That Elohim is my Elohim. That Jehovah Jireh is my Jehovah Jireh. He was doing it for a purpose. If he did it for them, he'll do it for you. Do it for you. He'll do it. For you, oh, that great person, the Lord Jesus Christ. He was Jehovah. Jesus, or God, unveiled in flesh. The Bible said, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in, the, in his name. The whole family in heaven, Brother Bram said, is named Jesus. And the whole family on earth is named Jesus. Let's pray in his name. You know, there's a quote, I believe it is in the church age book. These brothers can uh, correct me. I don't mind that at all. Is Brother Bram said, when you pray and you leave out in the name of Jesus Christ, it's not a complete prayer. Lord, would you touch so-and-so? Amen. What does that mean? There's no other name under heavens and earth where a man can be saved but in the name of Jesus Christ. 
He's your savior. He's your healer. He's your everything. The whole family on earth is named Jesus. Let's pray in his name. Let's live in his name. Let's teach in his name. Let's die in his name. Let's be buried in his name. Let's be baptized in his name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Resurrected in his name. Go to heaven in his name. That's his name. And his bride is called Mrs. Jesus Christ. You won't hear this next door. Nope. Nope. If you said that, they'd throw you out, call the rubber room, and put you in there. But his bride is named. Now, this is God's prophet speaking God's thought, telling you. You are named Mrs. Jesus. I will take a people out of the Gentiles for his name's sake. Amen. That means so be it. His name. Paul writes to the Ephesians, for this cause I bow my knee, as we read earlier, unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Colossians 1 and 3, 1 Peter 1 and 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, our Father, created a body and dwelt in that body and his name is Jesus. At that day, you say, what day, Brother Tom? Brother Branham refers to this time and time again. At that day, you shall know that I am in the and you in me and I in you. What day? He said, this day. This day. We see Sodom in its condition. And I heard a roaring amen. Then if Sodom is in its condition, then there has to be then an Elohim. If there's a lot, there's an Abrahamites. There has to be a Sarah, not a Sari, one who was barren. But when God revealed who he was, he changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. Come on, stay with me. You had a name change. Sinner, saint, unbeliever. Believer. Huh? You had a name change. And God put his name in you. And your name is Mrs. Jesus. Hallelujah. God got a hold of Sarai. Changed her barrenness to Sarah. And her faith reached out. Because she knew God was speaking. And she received strength to conceive seed 
to bring forth the promise. Oh, saints of God, let there be some Sarahs this morning that by faith you receive strength from the Word to bring forth this Jesus Christ to a dying generation. Is it the darkest hour? Is it a perverted hour? My goodness, families are breaking up everywhere. Pathetic. They, why on earth do they come and get married? Why do they do that? For presents? Must, there has to be a reason I haven't quite figured out. And we talked to somebody that's my fourth wife. Fourth? Where's the other three? I thought you made a vow. I thought there was a vow. And that vow can't be broken. It's death till you part. So we are in a dark hour. Families are broken up. Children don't have daddies. Children don't have mummies. But you know what, saints of God, you could come here today and you could cry me a river and say, I I had a terrible background. Uh, Yeah, you did. But you got a name change. Mm -hmm. You can't give me that excuse no more. You don't say, I never had a daddy. Yes, you do. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you. I'll commune with you. I didn't have this. I didn't. You got a kettle on a thousand hills. You have to change your paradigm. Wah, wah, wah. Well, you say, where do you get that? Well, just read why I speak. Brother Ben said, stop being babies. Amen. It's time of going home. It's time to put on the change. Yeah, I don't like this church. I'll go to another church. I'll go do this. Baby, baby, baby. Saints, it's time to be men of the gospel. Huh? Men, women. Listen, if I left every time I was offended... I'd be in about 15 different churches right now. Hey, swallow it. Well, I get my feelings hurt. Grow up. I'm 68 years old and I'm still telling myself to grow up. They said that about you? Why would they say that? (laughs) I'm hurt. But I told Murphy, I only pout for one minute. Depression. One minute. I don't, I'm not saying that to mock anything. It's, it's real. Don't worry. But I know of a God that can take anybody out of any depression. Yes. Darkest hour? Absolutely. Is our nation corrupt? Yes. Uh, it's crazy. Yes. Hey, Canada just gave four tanks to Ukraine. Wow. That was newsworthy? Oh, boy, you got really quiet on me. I think the state sent something like $2 billion. We send four tanks in. Boy, oh, Canada. <laughs> Listen. And they say, you know, here, this poor guy here is over, and he's fighting. I'm fighting for his cause, and I'm sure the Ukraine. But somebody did a dig into his account. He went from a, a beggar to a billionaire. Where's that money come from? Politics is of the? Sure it is. Nations are corrupt. Politics is rotten. Mm-hmm. America is a low down, 
Remember, I wrote this last week. And so is Canada. So the Canadians can't say, hey, 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 hey. We are living in a terrible, terrible time. Okay. We, we should probably put that somewhere in the back corner of the fellowship room on the floor. Because that's about as important as I want to give it. We're living in terrible, get over that. And Brother Bram says, how come you aren't telling them how powerful the bride is getting? So you can labor on a negative and get nothing. But labor on a positive and you'll get a body change. Oh, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Then everybody wants to have something more bad. But never has there any been outside of Moses have the spoken word to speak squirrels into existence. Never. Squirrels into existence. Moses spoke frogs. People say, well, why would you have to have a prophet to speak squirrels? Why did we have to have a prophet to speak frogs? Flies. Lice. At least a squirrel you can eat. Give life to a dead fish. Showing man is coming back to dominion. Showing us that we're children of the king. I'm an HRH. And don't you forget it. Brother Curtis, HRH. Her Royal Highness. Storm, go back. You say, well, you know, that's just a story. Story, Jesus did it. It's in the Bible. So you can say, I got a prophet. When the, when the newscast was saying, a bad storm's coming, I stood in front of my window last, yesterday. I said, Lord, I'm a nobody. I'm just a nobody. But I put my hands on my windowsill. I said, I'm a nobody. But we got to have church tomorrow. We got to have church tomorrow. And even though I, you know, preaching is preaching, but I want to have church. I want people to be healed. People to get saved. Filled with the Holy Ghost. And I tested my faith. I was up at 545. Joanne says, too early for you to get up. I said, honey, I got up earlier yesterday. I'll get her up earlier today. I look outside, outside my window, two feet of snow. I said, you rotten devil. So I get on the deacon's thing and I say, hey, how's everybody else doing out there? Is Glenn Gruner here yet? No, that'll teach you to go to mission. <laughs> Two miles of driveway. <laughs> he said, I've been up since four o'clock trying to get out of my driveway. Joanne says, I, I got to meet Michaela. She's going to be baptized this morning. She says, you got, you're going to be late. You better get it. I got my, she says, we've got to go in my car. She's not ready yet. I said, honey, I'm taking that thing out there, and it'll go over snow. She says, it's not a snow car. I said, oh, yeah? <laughs> so I go out two feet of snow in my little car there. It's all-wheel drive. I said, it's all-wheel drive. I'm going to get out of here. I got out, I got out and I stayed there. <laughs> and, I got, and I'm not going to admit this to Joanne. I told you so. You need to come with me. I said, honey. No, I didn't say in my mind. I'm saying, honey, I'm going to get out of this. 
So I put it in reverse, put it forward in reverse, and scooted right out, got to the gate. My gate won't open. I said, Michaela, Michaela's waiting for me. So what I did, I, get, I got a shovel, and I started shoveling the snow, shoveling the snow. She's waiting for me, shoveling the snow. Threw it over my shoulder. I'm soaking wet. Gate opens up. And somebody thought that they would plow my road. You don't plow my road. It's a no road. Nobody goes down our road. And so I looked at that hump. And I was either going to get high-centered or buried. So I said, all right, devil, here we go. <laughs> and that's about as far as I went. <laughs> so, so I go forward and back. Forward and back. She's waiting for me, waiting for me, waiting for me, waiting for me. And I'm plowing the snow. I'm the snow plower. So I get out, and I get out there, and, 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 I, and, I, and I get here by the grace of God. I get over the crust of my hill, and where's the snow? Is it that devil trying to keep me away from church? See, if the deacons would have said, yeah, we got two feet of snow over here. I phoned Sammy, he says, Dad, we don't even have two inches. I said, well, you've got to have church. So we're here at church this morning. And we're here to glorify God this morning. Because I believe our Heavenly Father wants to walk and talk to his children. Amen. Because Elohim is amongst us. We had a man called William Marion Branham live in two worlds, live in two realms. He pressed himself in the word, and he was, ex and he was expounding to us, come up a little higher, in two agape love. I said, come up. Then one day, a voice said, go to Tucson, and you'll meet seven angels. You tell me who's had a man talk to him with all these little chipmunks. Chip, 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 chip. Was the prophet there or not there? Was it a rocket, rocket? You got rockets in your brain. My prophet said, he went there. Seven angels met him, got caught up, and he said, let me just turn it this way, the way it's supposed to be, and I will show you it is the supreme deity. It's the supreme deity of Jesus Christ. The Almighty, the Omega, the Alpha, the A to Z. Met a prophet and brought him up into a heavenly realm. This prophet came to lift you up into this realm, saints. Not to tell a story, but to be the story. Come up. Pentecostal world. Close the door in the face of the Lord Jesus. Brother Bram said, I've been in Tucson for how many months? And not one church invited him in. A prophet had his demises and so have we. 
Get used to it. If Jesus or Paul, Jesus had his Judah. Paul had his Demas. Brother Branham had his Demas. Do you think we won't get Demases? God has called us, our precious and dear Heavenly Father, once again has called men and women to come to their position in this hour. What other age could have been that the message could go around the world in the medium of a hub and reach to almost how many nations not reached now, Brother Tim? Almost none now. Can you imagine? Go ye in all the world and preach the gospel. This gospel. This message. This word. This deity. This supreme one. The almighty God. How come you still got the victory? Because I'm connected to deity. How come you have no victory? Because you're not connected. And I don't say that to be crass. How do you live with victory and victory living in you and not have victory? Hmm. Good question. Yes, I agree. Not all are going to be a Tom Ray. And thank God for that. Everybody will thunder out their own life in Christ. The prism will be different through every one, but it still will be the same light that shines through that vessel. Yes, there will be some that, as Brother Bram said, that will be like Andrew, prayer warriors. Yes, there will be some like Peter. All different persons. I can't imagine. Can I digress for a minute? I can't imagine when... James and John's mother, I, we've talked about this at the office. I can't imagine James and John's mother going to Jesus and saying, can you put my sons next to you on the throne? I wonder what everybody over here was saying. Those low-down guys, they got to send their mother. I don't know. That, you know what? They were human. They probably didn't call them low-down, but they might have said, well, a little bit stronger stuff than that. Huh? Like, Gabe, come on. You know, you got to send your mom, Judy. Really? Can't you do it yourself? But they were human. We take the human element out of them. And if we can understand that they were just like us, I think we'd go a little bit farther. I don't think we should be popes. Hello? No, I don't go that far either. And are you well today? Phony? People put it on. But Bram called it pulpit voices. I'm going to talk to you this morning. There's a lot of things that got corrected because they needed to be corrected. But it was the love of our Heavenly Father to us through His Word, which is Jesus Christ. And yes, I should stop, but I've got 
too many pages and you know me. Let me close with this as we get ready to, for baptism musicians. Please come. The first thing God wanted to do was reveal himself to his people. This great Jehovah. He couldn't do it as the great Jehovah God who covered all space, time, and eternity. And many of us have again used this quote and we will keep on using it, I'm sure. He's too great to ever be revealed to the people because it would be just too mysterious. How could that great being that ever did begin or never did begin after you went the cycle of a hundred billion trillions and trillions of years of light space and on out into infinity, into eternity, and the great, that great creator was all that and still is. You just still started. It's mind-boggling. But what he wanted to do, he loved fatherhood, for he was a father. And the only way that he could express it was to become a son of man. Because God can only reveal himself through prophets. So it was prophets throughout the ages that revealed God to man. And then when he came into the flesh, he had John the Baptist here to proclaim God. Then when he went back to God, there was Paul saying, the pillar of fire, who art thou? Capital L-O-R-D. Who art thou? Lord, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. So he had to come down to man for us to understand who our heavenly father is. He loves fatherhood and he expresses himself and became a son of man. That's the reason Jesus kept saying the son of man. They didn't know what he was talking about, many of them. But now you get it? Do you get it? This great God that filled all space and time throughout eternities, through billions and trillions and trillions of years. Do we understand it? Do we get it? He wanted to express himself. That was his one great threefold purpose was to express himself with human beings. God wanted a family. Is he talking to you? Walking with you? Speaking to you? Having relationship with you? He's our kind, heavenly father. His name was Jesus. Jehovah Savior. Always remember this in closing, and I'll leave that for another day, and we've preached and touched on it. But if you've got Jehovah Jireh, Nisi, his canoe, Shalom, if you've got Shama, and Brother Ram said those were the seven redemptive names of Christ. I love this one quote. He said, you cannot take Shama out and leave six. You've got to always have seven. So he's your victory, and you have peace in your victory. 
He's your healer. So you have peace in your healer. What was our father doing? Trying to comfort his children. Lo, I'll send you a comforter. For he will be with you. I will be with you. Even in you. To the end of the world. Won't, we, won't you walk with him this morning? Why don't you just lift up your voice and maybe stand to your feet and lift up your hands and say, won't you walk with me, Jesus? Don't ever, ever leave me alone. Oh, oh. Tom says, you won't hear this out there. 
as he was preaching. And I just thought, my, this is the truth. You can go into another church, you're going to hear, well, God the Father and God the, the, the Son and the Holy Ghost. And, and I don't know who, who they're worshiping or who they're praying to at which one time. But I'm so thankful that God gave us a revelation through this message that he's the same. God is Jesus. The Holy Ghost, he's all one. Amen. I thought, my goodness, how do they worship him? If they're just thinking, well, today I'm going to serve, serve God today. I'm going to praise and sing for him today. But tomorrow, maybe I'll give some time to Jesus. I can't even figure that out. I'm so thankful. My God, my Jesus, my Savior, he's everything. And I serve him this morning. I want to sing an old song to my God this morning. Now, we haven't sang maybe for a long time. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of my Lord. Amen. Some of you might not even remember that song. We're going to sing it. Our God is marching on. Amen. In battle this morning, in deliverance this morning, in saving this morning. Amen. Oh, mine eyes have seen the glory. Well, he is
waters of baptism. This morning we have Sister Michaela Roy standing here with me. And we've just come back from our camp, our winter camp. And um, I'm going to ask something that I've probably never done before, but I'll do it now. Anybody that worked at camp in any capacity, would you please stand? I know there's some that aren't here still, if you just look around the room. We say, we believe if one soul is one, it's worth it all. And Sister Michaela, they've done all this for you. God bless you. Thank you. Camp this year was an unusual camp, and it was a wonderful camp in word worship in what God was doing amongst our young people it wasn't so much as an emotional camp as much as it was as a, a tug a heart tug camp is that true Miguel? Mm-hmm. Lord no you are right and the first night was on a broken bowl right And we had many give testimony that their heart was like a broken bowl. Michaela was telling me with her mom and dad present that when Brother Andrew was preaching, she realized that she had a heart of a broken bowl. And those broken cracks were her sin. I thought, that's amazing. She started to apply that to herself. And that she needed those cracks to be mended of that golden bowl. I saw her, and I don't know why, but I sit up on the platform and look over our young people who I adore and love. And I look on your faces, I want to see what God's doing, and I don't mean to be looking at you for any particular other reason other than I trust they're getting God all that they can get. And Sister Michaela stuck out very much for me and David. This little, this young lady, she entered in. And Daddy talked to her da- his daughter before going to camp and talked about, well, you could go to camp and just go to camp. Or you can go to camp and really have an experience. Really meet God and it'll last you for the rest of your life. And you can take two roads, and she took that road. I want to encounter God. And Michaela, you'll never be sorry, honey. Never. Never. The Bible says here in, in Psalms 127 And lo, the children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb. Is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of his youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. But this is part I thought about dad talking and walking with you, dear. But they will speak with the enemies in the gate. That means they will subdue them 
and do whatever it takes to guard his children. And we're so happy today that God has dealt with you, Sister Michaela. But it didn't start with just the first night, did it, honey? Didn't. There was another night. And she saw when the saints were marching in. Is that right? And she knew that she wanted to be a saint. And she needed then her cup full to go to glory. Some of you might have thought that that was a little bit of an extreme thing to go walking around the church and some would probably look at it and say, that's emotionalism. But this young lady saw it. And she saw it for an eternal value in what it was. And Michaela, may God grant to you your heart's desire. Fill you with the Holy Ghost. And when the saints go marching in, you'll have your same arms raised as you did at camp, glorifying our Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's just stand over here. Let's, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father, I feel like just crying out how great is our God. How worthy you are, Lord, that you would come and deal with our children. It's more than just standing in the baptisms of water. But God, know that they have given their lives to Christ. And that when they come up out of the water, they're identified in your death, Lord. They'll be identified in your resurrection. But let the dove of God descend. Let the Holy Ghost fill this temple, Lord. Use Michaela. Anoint her, Lord, and let her be a testimony of your glory. Not just a little girl lost in the crowd. But God, let her talk about how the light got lit. That people need this Jesus that so mended her heart. Pray, God, you'll give her the desire of her heart. Fill her cup. Fill that golden bowl, Lord, with your glory and with your presence. We're thankful for her, Lord. Bless her now, I pray. In Jesus' name. And Sister Michaela, by your confession that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, I baptize you in true Christian baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill it up.
So now, Michaela, Michaela was sitting straight ahead. David was over on the side here. Same God. From there to there. I thought, I've never seen David. I've never seen him express himself like that. I, I thought that was amazing. And he wouldn't even know I'm looking at him. But at least I know the Lord Jesus was looking at him. And David, 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 you are a son of God. You've been purchased by the blood of the lamb. And David also said that the bowl, amazing how much that scripture and that message was speaking to our hearts, wasn't it? It'd be good for us all to go over that little tape, that message. And this young man also wanted his bowl filled and Christ to come into his life. Healer of the broken pieces. And we don't even understand many times what our young men and young ladies go through. And to think that they want God. And by the grace of God, we'll do all that we can, Debbie. We'll do all that we can to give you Christ. Make a way, make an atmosphere that the Lord Jesus would come and deal with his young soul. We're proud of you to stand here today, identified with Jesus, knowing that he saved you, knowing that you're desiring to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and you're willing to go into the waters of baptism because that was your choice. You wanted it. He got home and he said, Daddy, did you call Brother Tom yet? He wanted to be baptized, is that right? And I think Greg maybe took a little two proddings. And then he called or texted me. And I get a few texts. So I get to it sooner or later. I don't know, maybe it was after 11 I text back. Absolutely, I will baptize this jewel for the glory of God. And so we find ourselves in the waters of baptism. The Bible says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. And you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Daddy, that's your promise. I'm praying the Holy Ghost get a hold of you. Forget the soccer ball. Punch the devil in the face. <laughs> let's, let's bow our heads. Lord, I look at these young eyes. Desired if I could have had this opportunity, it would have thrilled my soul. But you've done this for Daddy. You've done this for him, Lord. I pray God, healer of all broken pieces, mend the bowl, a golden bowl. May the glory of God fill this temple. Lord Jesus, if time should tarry, let his heart burn. Let his bones be on fire. Let him be a testimony for the glory of God. We're thankful for his mother and father of the Lord that have laid an atmosphere in their home. Now I pray, God, you'll fill this vessel for your glory. Brother Daddy, according to the word of God and by your confession in Jesus Christ of being your personal Savior, I baptize you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want more of Jesus, more and more and more. One more of Jesus.
Here we have a, a young man by the name of Ryan. How do you say your last name, Ryan? Uh, Makaza. See, it's better he say it. <laughs> Sister Linda, brother. Is that right? Yeah. We have again another board member. I don't know whether you know what that language is, but we have a prayer board. Names go on the prayer board, and whenever one gets saved and baptized, we call them a board member. <laughs> but you know, God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. Brother Ryan was supposed to be in that bus crash. Yeah. Maybe you can tell that, Brother Ryan. Um, you can step right over here. Don't touch it, but all right. So um, it was, I'm sure, Christmas. Uh, I was on a break, and I was supposed to come the day before on the 24th. That's from Kamloops? Yes, uh, from Kamloops uh, to Chilliwack. Uh, then um, a lot of things were just going on. Then I just decided not to come down. Then Later on during the day, that's when Linda notified me that there was an accident. Then I did research about it and I found out the bus had actually slid and people had been rushed to the hospital. Then I came over for New Year's. Uh, you were uh, supposed to be on that bus. Yes, I was supposed to be on the bus, but then I just canceled. Then I ended up coming over for New Year's, and I was here for the crossover service. Right. And then um, uh, it was Sunday. The next morning, I just decided um, uh, I just wanted to change my life over and give it to the Lord. And then we prayed in my office. Prayed in Brother yeah. Tom's office, and from there, uh, it's just been different. Uh, I don't want to turn back and go back. I just don't love it anymore. <laughs> and I've got a greater love inside of me. And Amen, I just brother want to Ryan. give my life to the Lord. Glory. Amen. Brother Ryan called me. you mind me saying something? It's okay. <laughs> He says, Brother Tom, and we went over the scriptures, and we went over baptism, we went over many things, and just before coming down, he says, Brother Tom, are, am I coming down to any baptismal classes? He says, I was in the Catholic Church, and they had classes. I says, but now you're in the real church. The Bible says, repent, and he's repented. And now he's going in the waters of baptism. Brother David, Sister Linda, this must be great joy for you today to see your brother being baptized with such an honest heart. It's amazing. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, you've dealt sovereignly with Ryan's life and heart. It's amazing, Lord, how you can get a hold of a young man so far away from his hometown. But you, Lord, have a way of directing the sons of God, for the scripture declares that they that are the sons of God are led of his spirit. We kept him off the bus 
so that he could come to the waters. And Lord, we're praying, Lord Jesus, that you'd fill him with the fire of God. Fill him with the Holy Spirit. Fill him with your love. Fill him with your nature. Fill him, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name. And Brother Ryan, by your confession, that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. I baptize you in true Christian baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sister Michaela, when she came up to the front there at camp, I thought my wife talked about it. Sister Julie, remember, Brother Lawson said, because you started. Amen. I thought of Sister Michaela, because she started. And from that, just action. The Lord just continued to move sovereignly on the, on the people. And so may he continue to give the desires of your heart, Sister Julie. May it be Sister Michaela's, all her desires the Lord gives. Why don't we stand? I wanted to sing. I've wanted to sing this since, since Wednesday. We've seen those in the waters of baptism possessing the inheritance that God has given them. Parents possessing their inheritance. Amen. This morning. And we're going to sing, I want to sing Arise. Possess your inheritance. Amen. They can declare from the, from the baptismal tank, I am free. I am free. I am free. Amen, Sister Margaret. We're going to sing that this morning as we come to the end of a service. Entangled with heavy chains, but not no more. Amen. Liberty. Let's sing that. Well, entangled with heavy chains of captivity. Right. 
I'm just testifying. I tell the world that I am free. Amen. Brother Tim, you come and close the service with a prayer. Let's pray. Wonderful Father, what a blessed people we are to just be able to say from our hearts, not from our minds, not from some teaching, but from our hearts, I am free. I am free. The Son has set me free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Oh Lord, that is true freedom that you have brought to the captives. That is true freedom that you have brought to your elect. That is true freedom that you have given us your name as we heard this morning. To be called Mrs. Jesus Christ. There is no freer people upon the face of the earth than Mrs. Jesus Christ. We cannot be bound by governments. We cannot be bound by laws. We cannot be bound by the bodies of this flesh. We cannot be bound by gravity. One day we'll be taken out of here, oh God. We are free. We are free in the name of Jesus Christ. We are free because of the blood of the Lamb. We are free because of Calvary. You have set us free. Oh Lord, we praise your name. We thank you for the message of the hour. We thank you that you are not a God of yesterday. That you are a God of today. We thank you for the lives that you have drawn to you. Brother Ryan. Lord, Brother David. Lord, Sister Michaela. Lord, we pray, Father, that you will bless their lives. You'll seal them with the Holy Spirit. They'll go from this place as flames of fire. Unquenchable fire that will just go out into their sphere of influence, Lord. And cause a great disruption to the kingdom of Satan, O oh Lord. We commit them into your hands. We commit their families to you. We commit our lives afresh to you this morning. Thank you for your grace. It truly is amazing grace. And we thank you for it in our lives. We commit the service to you. Thank you for the word we hear the, heard this morning. Thank you for Brother Tom. We pray that you'll strengthen him as we commit our day to you until we meet again here in the house of God. We ask you to go with each one. Bless each one, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Shake hands with one another as you go. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.